This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Kia ora, friends. I'm Joanna Santa Barbara of Motueka, and I'm bringing you an eco postcard. Each week, I send you a small snapshot of a few things going on in our world concerning the health of our beautiful planet. Sometimes it's good news, and sometimes it's bad. So, mm, my first item's kind of half and half. It's it's a good move by the government, which has been backtracked a little bit, a little bit too much. The good move in principle is the government's intention to move towards a carbon neutral public service. So that that would mean looking at all carbon emissions that are connected with how our government works. Now, of course, how our government works involves using a lot of office space and buildings are big emitters. The emissions of, of any nation uh, from its buildings is, is a pretty significant slice of that pie. And that's mainly space heating, of course. So the the government was set on making sure that when it leases buildings for office space, these buildings are energy efficient, that which would mean that they're well insulated, double pane glass, uh, glass windows and so on. And it is going to do that, but it, it has stepped back in the standards that it's going to meet, which is, is quite unfortunate. It's going to apply its measures only to office buildings where the building is offering over 2,000 square meters in office space, which is quite a large building, and apply the standards in a way that will save 42,000 tonnes of greenhouse gas emissions a year um, and also save the government about $13 million in energy costs. Now, the recommended level was considerably higher, that if the government applied this to office buildings of over a 1,000 square metres, it would save 108,000 tonnes of greenhouse gas emissions per year, and it would save the government 18.5 million dollars in energy costs. It would also lead to business savings of $60 million. So at least on the surface, it looks like a far superior measure to adopt. But due to pushback, the government has opted for a considerably more moderate move in building office space carbon savings. Regrettable. Okay, on to a big topic in everyone's minds uh, in terms of the health of our New Zealand environment, and that's levels of nitrate and nitrogen pollution in fresh water. Greenpeace and other environmental NGOs are calling for a reduction in the nitrate level to a level that will protect native species and human health. And the level that they're calling for is one milligram per litre. 
for waterways. This is clearly a controversial and difficult area, but they're basing their one milligram per litre limit aspiration on recent research on the impact of nitrate levels on human health. Now, it's long been known that if babies are fed water in made-up milk that's over 11 milligrams per litre, they can suffer from a serious and sometimes fatal symptom of not getting enough oxygen in their blood. It's called blue baby syndrome. And the levels above which that can happen have determined the previous limits of 11 milligrams per litre. Now, some recent Danish research shows that at much lower levels than that, nitrate levels in water correlate with bowel cancer. And in fact, in New Zealand, it's where nitrate levels are highest that you have higher levels of bowel cancer. So that pushes the acceptable level way down to one milligram per litre, uh, above which it is thought there may be a, a correlation with bowel cancer. So that's that's the nature of the campaign. And if you want to support that campaign, go on to the Greenpeace website to do so. And my last item for this week is on the fact that electric utes and electric tractors are imminent. They're, they're likely to become available in New Zealand, and some of them are actually being tested here. This is a significant piece of news because one of the elements of the recent farmers' protests was that that they would have to pay more for petrol and diesel driven utility vehicles under the government fee-bait scheme where high emitting vehicles and utes are very high emitting vehicles will cost more and low emitting vehicles will cost less farmers and tradies who use utes find this quite objectionable so the fact that it will soon be possible to buy electric-powered utes is of considerable interest. The Australian Car Advice magazine showed that there are at least 10 electric utes on the horizon, and they're from many different players, Tesla, Kubota, John Deere, all developing electric vehicles. One company, Rivian, is testing its electric ute in New Zealand conditions. These thought will be attractive to farmers and traders in New Zealand. So let's hope like US, France, Germany and Canada, where there are similar fee-bait schemes offering financial incentives to electric vehicles and high, higher costs to non-electric vehicles, 
um, let's hope that that this hits New Zealand shores soon. Now, tractors apparently are not far behind. Electric tractors are being developed by a number of manufacturers, including, again, Kubota and John Deere. So all to the long-term purpose of having our farms and our tradespeople produce less greenhouse gas emissions. So that's it for today. I'm Joanna Santa Barbara and this has been an Eco Postcard. Eco Postcards airs on Monday afternoons at 3.30 p.m. and Saturday mornings 9.50 a.m. Till next week, bye for now. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.